Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. And welcome back, Rugby Rant fans. I'm Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt, and I'm flying solo today. My partners are tied up, one in South Africa, the other one taking care of family business, which we know takes a priority here for us on the Rugby Rant. But nevertheless, it was so important for me in particular to sit down with our guest this week. We have a special guest, and this is going to be a special episode because, dang it, as a Chicago guy, I need to get the hounds out there because they're representing my city, our city here in Chicago. And I've got none other than, and I want to make sure I get this right, Matt. I've got the chairman and chief legal officer of Chicago hounds rugby, Matt Satchwell. Uh, We've banged heads together. We've played together. We've probably hoisted a few every once in a while. Matt, it's always a pleasure. Welcome to the show, mate. Thank you, Rob. We really appreciate being here. Appreciate everything you're doing. We've watched the rugby round for years, so it's, it's it's a real pleasure to be part of it. Thank you. We appreciate the support, and um, at least we have one fan. So um, at any rate, um, we're here to get you on the rugby rant and, and do a little bit with the run past kick interview style. And for those who are uninitiated, I'm going to just talk briefly about what that means. Rather than just ask questions and allow guests to answer, we like to have a bit of fun, create a a lighthearted environment so our guests feel comfortable. And we're going to do it like this. Each question is going to be prompted by Run, Pass, or Kick, and Matt is going to indicate to you as fans what he's going to do with each question. Now, Matt's a forward by trade, so my guess is that he'll be running a lot. We, in the pack, didn't kick too much because the coach would probably chop off our right leg or left leg if you're if you're ambidextrous and uh, we, we just ran us straight up the gut. So I'm guessing I'll get a few of those, but it's always fun to get a pass or a kick. And what that means in a pass is that Matt's going to say, you know what? I'm going to answer that. Maybe it's information that they don't have. Maybe it's something that we're going to get uh, in the, in the marketing drip that's going to come out in the next few months, who knows, but that's okay. Cause it's up to our guest to make that choice. Every good rugby player should be able to make choices on the pitch. And then finally, Matt can also kick a question, which is to suggest he's going to have fun with me, put me on the back foot, make me work a little bit, and he can kick a question to me. I'll answer in his stead in a way I think he would answer. And uh, he can grade me out or just leave it as it is or give it a little context. It's Again, it's completely up to him to read the field and, and uh, play what's in front of him. So, Matt, are you ready for the run, pass, or kick challenge? Always ready. Let's go, Rob. All right, and we're going to get it after a word from one of our sponsors, somebody from here in Chicago, Tighthead Brewing. Tighthead Brewing Company is not just Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers. It is also a great place to enjoy local acts performing live music every Thursday and Saturday nights. Additionally, their Wednesday night trivia nights are something not to be missed. Tighthead is located in Mundelein, Illinois, and easily accessible for many Chicagoans, and it is just steps away from the metro. Owner Bruce Durr and the Tighthead staff are dedicated to ensure your microbrew experience is as tight as their beers. Bruce's love for rugby extends beyond the origin of his brewery's name. 
tight end is committed to supporting the rugby community. This includes his support for Lake County RFC and our own Rugby Rant podcast show. Tight End's Tap Room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and teammates can meet, socialize, and enjoy the wide variety of brews on tap. Regardless of whether your palate enjoys a good IPA or dark barrel-aged brew, Tight Head can deliver. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tight Head Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tight Head, it's worth more than a try. We're ready to go. Matt's accepted the challenge, and I'm ready to give it to him. So we're going to start first, and we're going to go easy with this one. We're going to settle in, Matt. Um, the Chicago Hounds logo and identity has received quite a bit of support from the Chicago rugby community, including the Chicago Hounds supporters group, which I think the name is going to be changing to make it less generic. So you might be able to help me with that here. Nevertheless, those that are not from Chicago may not be familiar with the symbolism that is ensconced in the, in the uh, logo and in the name. So run pass or kick, why the hounds and how does this logo represent our fine city? As a forward, I can't uh, pass or kick the first ball thrown to me. We're going to run it right up the guts. As you said, Rob, Um, we're really proud of the logo. Uh, the, 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 the fundamental basis of the logo is, is the sigil, the Chicago city sigil. That's that Y symbol you see mm-hmm. symbolizes the four, the Chicago river coming together, the, the, the center of downtown. Uh, and it, it, it's really fun. If you look around the history of Chicago, if you look around downtown Chicago, you'll see that Y symbol all over the place. It's, it's, it's been a symbol of Chicago for, for decades. And so we played on that. Um, and, and we built in the blue of the Chicago flag, showing the Chicago River, uh, the, the, the confluence of the Chicago River coming in and, and, and heading out. Um, the center of it is the hound's head, obviously, uh, our, 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 our mascot and our identity. Um, and then around it, we've got the Chicago Stars uh, in blue as well. Um, and the background is Kelly Green. Uh, we, we are a big portion of our identity and our founders group is, is, is Irish. Um, uh, Rob and Dave Carney are behind us and, and have been backing us since the beginning. And so um, it really all came together in, in a really sort of uh, nice package that uh, really I, I identifies us, sets us apart, demonstrates what we're going to be doing and uh, I, you know, anchors us here in the city, but also uh, demonstrates our Midwestern roots outside of Chicago as well. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of interesting pieces. Number one, when the logo first was unveiled and it, and it kind of got dripped out a little bit the night before the presser. So, you know, these things people, happen. Yeah. Yeah. People active in social media got a piece of that and really <laughs> sent it out there, et cetera. But nevertheless, my son, who's, you know, keenly aware of thing, all things rugby and also a history major said, well, you know, pops, um, I know you're an old man and all you should know this. But he told me that the coin of the Metra used to have that same symbol. And some of the buildings in Chicago actually in their construction have that Y symbol as well. So uh, a young buck was teaching an, uh, an old buck something. Um, you, know, we're, we're, you and I are both lucky to have those young sons to be able to teach us <laughs> yeah. a thing here, here and then. But, yeah, I mean, that's really part of the identity. We wanted to be immediately uh, – sort of emotionally, you know, connected to Chicago uh, in terms of that logo. But it also is 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 not a logo that excludes the, the larger Midwest and our larger catchment area. And so we, we were very happy with that. We also wanted to set ourselves apart 
Um, there's a lot of teams that adopt the Chicago flag as the sigil. And yeah. we wanted to pay homage to that without uh, picking that up as the main thing. So I, th- I think it, it really came together well. We, we, we you know, are very happy with the logo. Yeah, now that's an interesting piece. And um, I, I just, before we move away from that topic, I, I wanted to uh, touch upon the, the color scheme. I mean, um, it's kind of unique right now in the MLR. Yes, there are teams that use green, of course. You know, Seattle is probably the most prominent, but also, I guess, fellow dogs, the Jackals, and a shout-out to my guy Rick Collins down there from the Jackal Den. But um, the, the, the Kelly green and the white combo with a little splash of blue, something unique in the league. Uh, which is always nice to see rather than the red, white, and blue carried forward by a couple different teams in the, in the league. Well, we had that in mind, right? I mean, there's the, the, the red, white, and blue is, is, is immediate and it's patriotic and it's something we believe in. You know, uh, we, we like those color schemes and the Chicago flag lends itself naturally to that. And we, we leaned into that for a moment. We looked at it and we said, you know what, let's do something creative. Let's, let's, let's stand out a little bit. Let's, um, that's not just in the rugby community, but in the Chicago commuting, uh, sorry, the Chicago sporting community as well. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of the red, white, and blue here between the Chicago fire and, and uh, you know, the red stars that, that, that are at SeatGeek with us mm-hmm. as, as well as, you know, the, even the Cubs and the bears, you know, with those colors, you know, we want to do something a little bit unique, you know, have an identity that when you see those colors in Chicago, you, you know, exactly which sports team you're looking at. It makes a lot of sense. And it's a, an interesting perspective, uh, for sure. So let's move forward and talk about that presser. Um, as of our recording tonight on Tuesday night, uh, I believe it's a 22nd. Um, we're looking at just uh, five days ago. Um, George Killebrew came to Chicago, uh, was involved in the presser in downtown, iconic downtown Chicago. And James uh, English, the GM of the Chicago Hounds, mentioned that your group has been working to bring professional uh, rugby to the city for about three years so run past your kick matt what have what has been or what are some or have been some of the greatest challenges in bringing a team to the chicago market happy to run this one rob so the it has been about a three-year process um george was right we've been talking you know intensely at some periods and some periods less less intensely over the past 10 or past three years um, in terms of challenges, what we faced, uh, there's, there's really been a couple of main ones. One of them is, uh, honestly the flux in the league COVID, you know, threw everything into question. Right. And we were right in the middle of the thick of conversations and then COVID hits. And we all wonder if there is going to be professional sports, let alone MLR. Right. And, and, um, you know, that obviously threw everything up in the air. Um, there's been market conditions that questioned market conditions, both within the league and outside the league that you know, change the pricing model and, and whether this all made sense. Uh, and so uh, th- those are really the two things that have been in flux. Um, I will say that that we've been very happy with the fact that uh, since our very earliest discussions with the league, uh, the league has been enormously accommodating. Um, we've talked to every owner in the league. We've talked to most of their accountants. We've talked to, you know, uh, the, the doors have been wide open and, and they've been they've made it a really easy process for us to talk to them uh, over the past three years. It's been an open and, and, and ongoing conversation. Um, the league management has been very transparent and very helpful in terms of sending things on that we needed to see. Um, but it's just, you know, between COVID and everything else and, and, and the changing uh, market position of the league, it, it took three years to get to the place where we are. Um, I'm very happy to say that that after those uh, three years, you know, starting, you know, uh, 
earlier this summer, uh, we started having you know increasing and more serious talks, and things really snowballed from there. And uh, we, I think we ended up in a place where everybody just settled in. It's 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 almost when uh, you know when the bind comes together and you really feel that 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 scrum really fit in together, and you're, you suddenly say, "All right, we're ready for this." You know that, that that safe spot where you're about to hit, you know, and you feel really good. We hit that spot about a month and a half ago, and we we said, "This is we're done. We're doing this." You know, and and so. Um, I, I'm really grateful to uh, the, the 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 other owners. Um, I'm grateful to George and his leadership crew, and and just what everybody's been you know has done over the past three years to make this uh, conversation be fruitful. Excellent, and you know what's very interesting about everything you described is that it you know I think people it, there's this misconception amongst fans that hey why don't they just have a team in Ohio or why don't they just have a team in and, you know, Philly or just, you know, well, let's start when they should have one in Miami. And it's like, yeah, that sounds great. But, you know, it's a lot of hard work and you need the right investors to, to see the long term vision that needs to be created. Right. That needs to that needs to be there. Um, and it's clear that your ownership group has done that. Um, now, I want to turn our attention a little bit to uh, some of the social media piece, you know, because that's the world I live in. That's the world that many of fans live in. Um, many fans of the MLR and, and um, former Seawolf, Ben Seema, um, they were critical of not, not Chicago necessarily, just in general, a team being announced with little other information available. Uh, and that was about two weeks ago. In part, this was a result of the league dripping Chicago expansion in 2023, you know, with their, their cool uh, video and, and had the Chicago skyline. Uh, so run past or kick, um, you know, you're in just a few months, the Hounds are going to have to take the pitch and be ready to go. Um, why did you guys decide not to give yourselves a little bit longer runway and decide, you know what, we're going to hit the ground running, studs are going to be in the dirt in 2023? It's always been the plan, Rob. I'm running the ball. Uh, so, so it's, it's always been the plan. Uh, you mentioned earlier, our, our CEO and general manager, uh, James English, James uh, has been with, uh, was with New York for years, uh, brought them to uh, a semifinal uh, out of nothing. Um, he knows MLR. He knows the game internationally. Uh, I, I said at the press conference, I'll say it again. I don't, I'm not, I don't think there's a better CEO or GM Um of a sporting team in the world. Uh, James has this well in hand. Uh, our ownership group has been working on this for three years and we've been targeting the 2023 season for three years. So we have the business plan in place. We have the sponsorship plan in place. We have the, st the, the, the stadium plan, plan in place. Really all that was left to do was to ink the deal with, with MLR and was to, to iron out those fine details. Um, and again, it was, it was, fantastic being able to work with the MLR ownership and with George and everybody else to, to make things happen. Um, so this does not feel rushed to us. You know, this does not feel, I, I know it, it's, it's a big surprise for the rugby playing world and we're happy to be the big splash and be the, the, the sudden, Hey, six months from now we'll be playing in Chicago, but uh, rest assured we've, we've been working on this for, for years. And, and, and this is a plan that's been in place and a plan that's being executed in a thoughtful and, and accountable way. Um, we're ready to go. We're looking forward to that, uh, that, that first game. Awesome. It just kind of, I'm going to go a little off script here with just two questions to follow up on, on some information you provided. Of course. Um, you know, the, the stadium plan playing at Seacreek stadium, 
Um, and you know, I fielded that question many a time from people that don't know Chicago, like where yeah. the, where the heck are they going to play? I'm like, right. bro, SeatGeek is a phenomenal facility, right? It, the only knock on it is, you know, public transportation is rough, yeah. but you know, the parking, the tailgating, the restaurants, the hotel, right on the facility. Um, you know, you got a dome, you got four pitches to run some rookie rugby or touch rugby before you got grass, you know, a grass pitch. I mean, there might this might be other than snapdragon which will be brand new mm-hmm. but this might be the best overall facility in the mlr are you guys going to be training there full-time or you mentioned that you know you might be traveling a little bit for training i was just wondering if you could follow up on what was presented at the presser yeah absolutely so you started with the right spot there rob i mean we have uh the premier location in mlr you know and it, it really is it's a place we've looked at and we've built around for the last three years in terms of planning. Um, the facilities there really are ready made for rugby. Uh, as, as some of you, uh, probably most of your viewership probably knows, the I think the four largest attended uh, rugby events, uh, rugby games in America were all in Chicago. One of those was at SeatGeek. The other three were over at Soldier Field, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. the iconic Irish went over the all blacks and then right. uh, the other, the other two big games at, at, at soldier field. But then there was also the U S uh, Eagles playing the Maoris uh, over at uh, Sea Geek. So, you know, this is a place that knows rugby. Um, it's been doing it for years uh, in terms of practice space. They've got an enormous practice facility there. It's fantastic. Multiple fields, um, you know, uh, training facilities, weight room facilities, all of that. Um, our goal is to do as much of our training as possible at Sea Geek. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking to SeatGeek and we, we, we want to be good neighbors, right? We want to share this with the Red Stars and the other important teams that play um, there at, at SeatGeek. So there's going to be scheduling things we work around, but we do expect to be our home in Bridgeview. We expect to have most of our players housed and, 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 and staying near Bridgeview. Um, we expect to be most of the training near, if not on SeatGeek campus, then nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our goal is to commit to our players long term foundational to our principles is building an American core of MLR rugby. Um, Don't get ahead of me. I'm going to ask about that. All right. So I will will save that question. We'll come back to it. But a big part of that is being a destination for players, you know, being a destination where you know that if you come to play for the hounds, you're going to be taken care of. If you come to play for the hounds, you're going to have a great housing situation, a great physio situation, a great training situation. And a lot of that goes into, you don't spend half your day on the damn train trying to get to and from every place. Right. Um, so all of to build on what I said at the presser, you know, we're, we're in late stage conversations with SeatGeek. All this is getting lined up. Um, we do expect a, a majority of our training to be taking place on campus there where we can all be together as a family and, and really train together and live together. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Matt, um, especially because I didn't give you a run pass or kick option on that last piece, but I thought it important um, that people have an understanding of where the hounds home is going to be we don't yeah. know what it's going to be called whether i think it's the 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 um what did what did ian say it was going to be it's called the uh dog house is that right was that the we may leave that up to to your viewers to tell us what we <laughs> ought to be calling this one but yeah there's there's we're gonna to have to brand around that a little yeah. bit here we go viewers gives you something to do a call to action yeah, give us some us ideas <laughs> yeah let them know um so uh folks uh, we're going to continue with this in just a couple minutes but we want to hear a word from one of our sponsors that is going to play a significant role in the MLR this year, hitting out all the teams, including the Chicago Hounds. That would be Rugby Now. The Spole represents the game 
we love. A game fueled by passion. But there are those who wear no number, nor are they in the locker room or the field of play. But they are there for every high and every low. Yes, they are watching every kick, tackle, and try score. Yes, they are there for when you need them most, because they are the Major League Rugby fans. And the time has come for you to stand with your team. Join us at shopmlr.com today. So we'll do that, and then we'll come back with a quick tap. All right. Thanks for hanging in there, fans. We're coming back with a quick tap. This is always a lot of fun. I really put a lot of thought into these, Matt, and I uh, I think you'll enjoy them. It'll be a lot of fun here, uh, but it's an either this or either that. So you choose which one. You don't have to explain. Uh, you don't have to give context. You can if you want. It's completely up to you. The bottom line is you have to run with each one of these. We got five of them, so hopefully you're ready to go. I don't. Probably your scrum halves in, in, at the Condors never let you do a quick tap yourself, but maybe. I don't know. All right. I'm joking the Condors. When I captained them for years, I was known for taking a quick tap in every situation possible. <laughs> there so. you go. All right. So you, <laughs> you should be totally comfortable with this. All right. So Hound's theme song, Nothing But a Hound Dog by Elvis or Sweet Home Chicago. Oh, we got to go Sweet Home Chicago with that one. Okay. All right. Like that. All right. Home kit. Is it going to be Kelly Green or White? Got to go Kelly Green on that. Kelly Green with some white piping. There you go. All right. Look for that, folks. I had some people today uh, wondering, hey, when are we going to see some kit? Are we going to get it by Christmas? Hey. I'm like, hey, they oh, have obviously way. never dealt with a rugby kit company. You, you, so. You've heard it here first. It's on its way. We talked about that at length today. We're, keep, stay tuned. Some really there exciting you. stuff coming out around that. There we go. All right. Save yeah. me one. Save me one. All right. Um, St. Patrick's Day game. Are we going to see it the week of the Jackals or the week of the Arrows? What's the date? Uh, I think one is the 16th, that weekend of the 16th, and one is the before, which is like the 10th, 11th. What day did they, did they die the river? You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I remember I used to play in Manhattan Irish Fest, like the first, you know, Saturday of March. So... I, I only asked because we bookended that the league was very accommodating. We told them that we needed uh, Cinco de Mayo and, and St. Patty's Day at home. They they built us around because we have great communities around, uh, great su- yeah. supporters around both of those. Yeah. Um, and we'd asked for Pride Weekend as well. And it turns out that's during during playoffs. And so, um, you know, we've got a couple of great weekends around St. Patty's Day and Cinco de Mayo here at home with our great rugby playing communities here in Chicago. Um we're going to figure out whether we want to do it before they die the river or after, but it's going to be a hell of a weekend either way we do it. All right. So we got great options open. That's uh, right. My good, my good friend, Rick uh, Collins and uh, my, my good buddy up there, uh, Karen Gasber, you know, um, you guys are welcome down here. Anytime. My Mikasa Sukasa. All right. Um, fan group. Should, should they be called the hound pound or the pack hounds? Oh boy. I like pack hounds. I think uh, hound pound. I don't like that one. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go dog pound. Let's go hound. Let's go. Uh, oh man, shy hounds. There's a lot of options around that, but 
If I have to pick two of them, I'll go pack hounds. Pack hounds. Uh, both bar pen by me, by the way, I've got the patent sitting and waiting. So love it. <laughs> all right. Um, last one here. Uh, 2023 record putting you on the spot with this one top dog or middle of the pack top dog all right we've got we've got we've got the best coach in the game we've got the best ceo in the game we've uh the, the draft went incredibly well for us we've got the right people we've got the current american eagles captain ready to come here and lead our team um we're in the best city for rugby in america we're ready to go the, everybody else needs to be looking out chicago hounds are on their way up the hounds listen when I heard you guys had Sam Harris on board, immediately won me over. That Serious man guy. is an absolute gem of an individual, a top leader. He he is a fabulous choice. Um, very, you should be very very excited about that. All all fans of the Chicago uh, Hounds should be excited about Sam Harris. When you get to know him, you'll love him. Yeah. You know him like I do. No, we're bringing a great coach to Chicago, and 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 I think that what he can teach. The guy's playing with us, what he can teach our team, what he can teach the city of Chicago about the way to be a good sportsman is bottomless. You know, Sam is Sam is really going to be the, the the leader of the team. Hey, hey Matt, you, you killed those five uh, quick tap questions. I think you scored at least uh, two or three uh, tries yourself. And uh, folks got some great information out of that, which, you know, is uh, always a bonus. Um, we're going to move along here to the latter part of the uh, run pass kick interview. So we're, we're going back to choices here, Matt. Um, so KPIs are all the talk of the town in rugby, right? Um, they're frequently used in competitive sport, uh, as a way to plan for the future and gauge success. So run pass or kick, what are the team's major? Now I know you're going to have many K you're going to have many goals and things like that, but what are your major KPIs for year one and let's say year three? All right. So this is, I, I feel like we got to mix this up. I'm, I'm, I'm a, as you said, I'm a forward by heart, so I want to run every ball. I'm going to kick this one to you, Rob. You tell me what you think the KPIs ought to be, and I'll react to it. Um, I think you want to have a, a – you mentioned a top dog, but I think, you know, um, play being in the playoffs, that's got to be on field. That's got to be one of your KPIs. You know, you're getting – um, you got Bryce Campbell, you got a you know, Captain America, and, and you're getting some – at least from the, the auxiliary draft – you're getting some really quality players from both Austin and, and uh, LA. And many of those guys have played together. So some continuity should ensue and you've got a tremendous coach. So I think that's gotta be one of them um, on, you know, off the pitch, as far as uh, you know, in the business sense, you have to set a standard for what you want your average attendance to be over the course of eight games. Um, I think the challenge here in my mind is, you know, it's always when you think Chicago, the weather is going to be a challenge and, and drawing in new, fans when the weather in in you know february and march will be a challenge but that being said i think a, a good kpi is going to be somewhere between you know uh, right around 3500 uh, on average you know that means you're in the latter months you're getting somewhere above 4k um maybe in some of those cold days when the chicago weather is, doesn't cooperate as much as you would hope you know you may it may be a little different um and I saw a lot of seven o'clock games. So that means that guys can play guys and gals can play uh, on Saturday uh, at, at noon, typical kickoff time and even three, and then they can take a bus from their pitch and go right to a hounds game and enjoy themselves and not have to worry about, you know, driving back out of there. So I think those are two KPIs in my mind, you know, for both filling butts and seats 
as well as performance on the pitch. Look, I, th- I think let me react to those. I think those are right. Uh, the and I'll take them in turn. So, you know, in terms of success on the field, I agree with you. Uh, you know, we we hold ourselves to a high standard here. You know, we expect this to be a successful team. We wouldn't be putting this together if we didn't expect to be a successful team. And at the end of the day, you know, it's a business. It's all that stuff. But a successful team wins games, right? Uh, and 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 that's where we really. You know, sort of at the end you know, at the end of the season, we go to bed at night. Do we feel good about the season or not? How do we do, right? Do we do the win-loss column is what matters. And so we've built the right structure here to put ourselves in the playoffs and make a deep run into the playoffs. And, you know, candidly looking around the league right now, I think we've got a real good shot at that. I feel happy with that. Um, Sam's the right leader for that. We've got the right uh, people in town, um, you know, coming into town in terms of players, uh, obviously. And Sam knows the Western Conference, right? In his inside and out. And he knows yeah. a lot of the players that are coming in. I mean, he's yeah. he's reunited with a lot of the guys he's been coaching for yeah. the last couple of years. You know, it's not a not a total restart, right? So right. uh, you know, and, and I gotta give a shout out to Bryce again, you know, a good central Indiana boy. He and I grew up playing at rival high schools about 10 years apart, 15 years apart. But uh, you know, uh I know where he comes from, I know what kind of person he's about. I watched him play uh in Japan a couple of years ago in the in, in the World Cup. And, uh, you know, I, I, we know who we're getting here. So uh, in terms of KPIs, in terms of success on the pitch, I think you're exactly right. And that's a, that's a level we're going to hold ourselves to. We are going to come in and not just be a competitor, you know, with the rest of the pack. We're going to lead. Uh, that's, that's what we do here in Chicago. In terms of um, uh, butts and seats, <laughs> look, the only competitor we got in butts and seats is the weather. You know, it, yeah. it's tough in Chicago. Uh, the league worked with us a lot on the schedule. Uh, our first two weeks, we're doing like what the Cubs do. Our first couple of weeks are away uh, during the the worst of the weather. We'll have our home opener the first week of March here in Chicago. Um, you know, we do have some early spring games. You and I have been out there in the snow and the sleet playing before. You know, it ain't fun playing, and it's even less fun sitting in the stands yeah. for that. Uh, so we're going to have to, you know, challenge that. And, the, you know, Mother Nature is going to have to be on our side for some of that. Um you know, that said, I think the experience we're going to bring the fans and and the value we're going to bring fans in terms of ticket pricing, in terms of what you get when you bring your family to a game, in terms of uh, teams like my kids, uh, my, my son's team, he plays for uh, the Elmhurst uh, junior high school teams uh, out here in the western suburbs. And, you know, we'll be having them out to play uh, pre-match games in our domes and then family gets in for free to come on in, you know, if your boy or, or, or your girl uh, played earlier in the day. Come on in and watch the, the the major league game in the afternoon for free. You know we're, we'll be putting those packages together, and I think that that's going to drive a lot of viewership. Not to mention the great Chicago fans and the fact that Chicago is really a fundamental rugby club or you know town. You know better than anybody, Rob, uh, how much this town is rugby mad. Uh, you know we're going to be focusing right around those numbers that you put out there in terms of success. So you heard it there, Matt. Just said I'm a genius, um, but but uh, and and Something now like <laughs> I give myself far too much credit. My wife would uh, passionately disagree, but um, nevertheless, um, now you guys are you guys going to be affiliated with Marquee Network for tele for production and and uh, televising here locally? <laughs> give me a week and I give you a definite answer. Nailing that those, those issues down, but. Uh, Absolutely a front runner. We're in talks with a few different organizations. Marquee is obviously a great Chicago brand, a great Chicago organization. Um, and, and we'd be happy to, to be affiliated with them. Uh, we're, we're not quite nailed down on that yet, but uh, uh, not a bad guess. Okay. 
right. Sorry, maybe I jumped the gun on that one. I you didn't jump the gun at all. It's a good question. It's one that we're, we're wrestling with and, and one we're talking to groups about. Okay. All right. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for rugby tribalism to exist in many cities. And you spoke of James English, him going through the process at, at, at Rooney when it was still Rooney uh, in, in New York. They definitely had to deal with it. Um, so he met the challenge as, as the GM there. Chicago is no different. You know, there's, there's some deep-seated rivalries in Chicago rugby. Uh, so run past Greg. How do the Hounds plan to break down these barriers and engage the Chicago rugby community? Well, I'll run right at that barrier. So the the we've learned from other MLR experiences. We've seen Austin, you know, we've seen Rooney, we've seen some of the other teams that um, the MLR teams that had to overcome. You know, were encumbered by local tribalism. Um, the reason I play rugby, the reason you play rugby, the reason our viewers play rugby is is because of the community, right? We're bigger. We're bigger than the game. Um, you know, we get off the pitch and we're best friends. You can get off a plane anywhere in the country with a rugby jacket on and you're going to find a beer to drink and a place to mm-hmm. sleep that night. Right. Well, you and me have done it. Um, and, and, and that's to me, candidly, the most important part of the game, uh, is, is recognizing that sporting elevates everybody and brings together a real sisterhood and brotherhood around, um, you know, uh, let's go out there and let's get bloody and let's, let's, let's beat the hell out of each other and let's win a game you know, for our team. And then after, as soon as it's done, let's raise a pint and say, Hey, you got me on that one, buddy, you know, and, and have that community. Um, Chicago is that way. Um, Chicago has deep rivalries, you know, obviously the Griffins and the lions is a deep rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, I played for the, the condors for years. You're a blaze man. We've, we've squared off many times. Oh, yeah. you know? And um, you know, we view that honestly as a strength. And when we put our, our group together, you know, one of the things we said is that we are going to be club agnostic. We're going to be rugby. We're going to be pro rugby. We're going to be, you know, pro Chicago. And, and we're going to ignore those, those usual uh, club lines. And, and it's not that anybody was against a, pr- a particular proposal or for a particular proposal. It was just, let's figure out the best ways to harness all the good things that are Chicago rugby, which I got to tell you, I mean, having played all over the country and all over the world, it, there's no better community than this town for rugby. I mean, this really is a fantastic rugby town. And so from the very beginning years ago, you know, we put together a group that we, you know, brought James in from New York. We had, you know, other folks in from overseas. We had a couple of guys here in Chicago and you know, our, our real goal was to put together just a rugby focused group, not a team group, not a club group, not a, you know, we're going to be for this club or that club in Chicago or North side or South side or, you know, suburbs or downtown, you know, let's just put together a good bid. Let's put together a good group. That's going to bring a great club to Chicago. And I think we achieved that. You know, I, th- I, th- I think that, that, that after a lot of effort and a lot of work, we, we were able to pull that together. And, 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 you know, on the back end of that, we've got a great big open organization here. You know, we're going to be, we're going to be partnering one of the things that's really important, and I want to say this very explicitly on, on, on your show here, Rob, is that this is not a Chicago play. This is a Midwest play, right? This is Indianapolis. This is Milwaukee. This is, you know, the, the larger, you know, St. Louis and Iowa and, and Michigan. You know, we hope, if, if we're lucky, that MLR grows. And if we do this right, and if we plan the business right, MLR grows, and we have four or five teams in the Midwest in a few years. Right now, we don't. So right now, what we want to be very clear about is the Hounds are a Midwestern club, right? We're going to be bringing in people from as far as Cincinnati and Pennsylvania and Iowa and Wisconsin. 
We want everybody to be to be focused on catchment area, development, pathway, making sure that communities are are, are deeply involved and making sure that clubs are involved in, in, in getting people pushed through into the MLR ranks. Um, we truly believe that you can run the MLR with a U.S. team. And, and we intend to build that here. And we also think that that U.S. team built in Chicago can inject the talent into the Eagles that we need to win the international stage as well. Um, and so coming back to your question from that sort of global perspective, um, the, the rugby is a travel game like any other game, right? Everybody's got their home team. The beauty of Chicago is that when I go out to dinner and I see a guy across the room that I played against 10 years ago or that I played against 10 minutes ago, we're brothers and we're friends. You know, when, 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 when you know, our gals are out and, 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 you know, they see somebody North shore sees the banshees or whatever instant friends. Right. And so um, we really think that we embody the rugby spirit here in Chicago better than any other city in the country. And that's a little bit of Chicago pride, uh, but we, we really do. Um, we think we've got a great ambassador clubs and we never want to lose those local rivalries because that's what drives that local rugby community. But at the end of the day, the Chicago Hounds are about Chicago rugby. They're about Midwest rugby. They're about American rugby. And, you know, those are the circles we think about it in. And those are the circles we're going to serve. Awesome. And you, you, fl- you know, funnel right into my next question, uh, because, you know, I know as we look around the league, many MLR teams have an identity. Uh, for example, last year's MLR champions, uh, Rugby New York, had a large Kiwi influence. Of course, that is just an offshoot from the fact that there are a majority Kiwi ownership. The Houston Sabercats are heavily South African, of course, because their director of rugby and head coach, both of them, are South African. And you can't forget, you know, of course, no longer in the competition, but L.A. drew a lot of its players from Australia because, of course, the owner, Adam Gilchrist, was Australian. So, um, run past or kick, what will be the Hounds' identity? You talked a little bit about it, um, but subsequently to that, maybe more directly to that, how is the roster shaping up in that regard? Let me take that in reverse order. So, the, the, <laughs> I'll run it. Uh, That's fine. The, in, in reverse order, the, the, the roster's shaping up fantastic. I mean, I, <laughs> James and I are talking moment to moment, and, and, and I'm, I'm and, and just, there's a lot of excitement to be here. And, and, you know, I was worried, you know, we have a short timeline and I was worried about getting the right place pieces in place, right? How do we build our backbone? How do we make sure we have this, you know, the, the bench that we need in the 60th minute to come onto the pitch and, and, and seal those victories, right? Um, Those pieces are falling into place very, very well. Um, We've seen, uh, I think the public has seen some of the, 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 the draft results and that sort of thing. Um, those contracts are falling into place and I am, I'm sleeping better and better on that, Rob. We're <laughs> feeling better and better about the boys that'll be on the pitch, uh, come February. Uh, in, in, in terms of, um, team identity, uh, we are deeply, uh, ensconced with our Irish backers. Uh, Rob and Dave Carney are, are fantastic mentors and, and, um, deeply involved in, in the vision and, and, the, and the direction of the team guys that know international rugby inside and out, guys that know how to produce on-the-field excellence while also being great community ambassadors. Uh, I really couldn't think of two better um, you know, leaders for our brand than, than the Carney brothers. And that ties us really deeply into the Irish heritage. 
um, which is deep in Chicago as well, of course, right? Um, that said, the, the the thing that I think I value most in our relationship uh, with the brothers and, and, and what we're doing in Ireland is that uh, they also are deeply committed to building this American product and, and making sure that, uh, look, there's there, there's always going to be a, 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 a you know, melting pot of, of players from all over the world. Rugby is an international game. You're never going to have a, a, a one nation club, but um, they're deeply committed to using their influence, their knowledge, their capabilities to build the U.S. game and to build uh, the Midwest game and, and, and to put those, the best talent we can find here in Chicago. So uh, it's, it's uh, we've got the Kelly green on our backs. We're obviously carrying the Irish heritage. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great commitment that, that uh, from that the brothers have shown the club, uh, but it doesn't uh, in any way detriment and in, in, in most ways actually increases our commitment uh, to building a solid Midwest product here in Chicago. Awesome. So I take that to assume that Guinness will be flowing in SeatGeek Stadium. We're having come, a check tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's great to hear. Uh, love the message. Um, love the commitment to American rugby. Um, of course, we want to see that improve and get better. And just, you know, one last question here as we begin to exit. You talked about the Carney Brothers, and, you, and, and I know that there's a strong Irish contingent in your ownership group. Um, how did you sell, you know, like Phil Groves, obviously an American, played with you at the Condors, a big part of the Chicago Rugby Club. For those that don't know, it's a confluence of a bunch of clubs, different levels, men's, women's, youth. Um, but uh, how did you get this particular group of Irish investors? How did you sell them on professional rugby in Chicago, run, pass, or kick? Happy to run it. Uh, the, this wasn't a hard sell job, right? So. Uh, you mentioned Phil, and I'm glad his name came up. Phil's, Phil's been absolutely central to this process from the very beginning. He's an absolute prince. He's uh, uh, <laughs> came late to the game playing himself uh, and, and spent many seasons, you know, reminding him that you can't pass forward and that you got to keep your hands out of the ruck. And he's, I, someday he'll figure that out. But in the meantime, he's a <laughs> hell of a tackler uh, and a great ball runner. And, 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 and look, on off the pitch, Phil is an, an incredibly intense businessman, an incredibly intelligent businessman. Uh, and he, he he knows the game of the business of rugby inside and out uh, here and overseas where he re- he sponsors and represents a lot of overseas clubs in Asia and other places. Um, just a fantastic club man and a guy that really is sort of the anchor of our group. Um, beyond Phil, selling it to the Irish was was it wasn't a sell job. You know, we, we happen to know the same people. Um these guys are, were interested in getting into MLR uh, period, you know, wanted to be an MLR. MLR kind of sells itself these days. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing that more and more in other major markets in America coming soon um, where other international groups are, are getting more and more interested in it. And that's uh, sparking off some very interesting conversations among American groups about where we want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of over the next 10 years in, in, in MLR rugby. Um the Irish were not, it was not a hard sell job at all. It was really a meeting of the minds. Uh, they were of a mindset of uh, MLR seems like a lot of sense. We need to find the right group. And uh, we were of a mindset of, we like uh, doing an MLR bid this year. We're going to do it. And we need to find the right group that we, 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 you know, put some smart rugby minds together behind it. And uh, you know, over the course of a few late night zoom calls and uh a lot of long uh, email conversations. Everybody came together, and it's really been a very happy marriage. And so, um, 
we're very, very happy to be working together. Um, lots of interesting family connections that come together. It turns out Dublin's a very small town, the same way Chicago is <laughs> as big as we are is a very small town. And, uh, you know, everybody sort of knows each other. It turns out through cousins and whatnot. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've been having a lot of fun putting this bid together. Awesome. Well, it's great to hear. And uh, I, again, I sincerely appreciate Matt, you coming on the show and in short order, by the way, uh, folks have to, you know, acknowledge the fact that Matt and, and, and uh, you know, the GM James English um, got Matt on here in really short order to join the show and get uh, the word of the hounds out uh, to you guys, the fans. But before we exit, Matt, as always do at the rugby rant, I'm going to turn it over to you, our guest, to take a moment and throw a shout out to plug a charity. Totally and completely up to you. Uh, now's your time. I appreciate it, Rob. First of all, I want to thank you and what you're doing for the rugby community. We've all watched happily. You know, we love watching your show. What you're doing is, is a real service to the community, and we really appreciate it. And we appreciate the opportunity to come out and have a chat. Um, in terms of going forward, you know, uh, Pass It Forward is a great rugby charity that we all care a lot about uh, and, and, and one that we uh, have all worked with before, um, one that we ought to focus more on. Um, and, and, and then more than that, you know, I, I want everybody who, who thinks about youth and who focuses on what we're doing in sporting to focus on Boys and Girls Club of America and, and to really focus with them. Um, you know, it's not a group that we're, we're specifically tied to, but it's one that we believe deeply in. Uh, and, and just going forward, you know, USA Rugby in general, you know, sip your kids, get your guys, you know, your, your young girls and guys out for rookie rugby and that sort of thing. Let's all help grow the game together here domestically. Uh, I, I really think this is, I, I feel terribly lucky to be at this stage in my life uh, and my sporting career to be watching the development of American rugby right now, because I think this 10 years and this next 10 years leading up to the World Cup is going to be just transformational and exciting and uh, happy to be here, bringing a new club into the MLR uh, with, with all of you, our fans out there. Uh, Rob, you and I ought to stay in close contact and keep having chats and listen, any support we can get, we appreciate We're looking forward to it. So. Thank you all. Absolutely happy to help. And, you know, again, uh, we have an opportunity here to, in, in well, what, eight, nine years time to, to bring the world to Chicago. And here we are. hopefully the Hounds play a role in that. So thanks again, Matt. I sincerely appreciate, uh, appreciate you joining folks. Again, you can, you know, hit up all your uh, podcast platforms, be it, you know, Stitcher, be it, you know, um, uh, uh, Apple Play, be it Google Play, be it, you know, uh, Spotify, pick the, pick the one, have at it, check us out. And we're always there on Facebook. We're there on TRN for your, your pleasure. And we can't wait to see what kind of product the Chicago hounds put on the pitch in 2023. Thank you so much, Matt. We appreciate you being here and folks we'll see you at the turn. Cheers, Rob. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.